I just realised I'm going to ask you a question, but I'm going to have to make it hypothetical because you pay or go. So, <laughs> assuming you ate tomato sauce, do you keep it in the cupboard or the fridge? Well, I do eat tomato sauce, but it's not the variety that most people would consume because mine has no sugar in it and no crap. So, mine has to stay in the fridge. Okay. So, uh, if before paleo but, days, but were pre- you a cupboard or fridge person? Fridge. It says it on the bottle. Goes in the cupboard. It says it says refrigerate after opening on the bottle. You have a read. Yeah, I'm sure it does, but it <laughs> you don't put it back in the fridge. Haven't you ever had all the fungusy green mold stuff growing on yours in the cupboard? Well, you just scrape that off. And well, eat I it don't anyway. eat it. The kids do, and they're still living, so I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership, so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Welcome to another episode of the Tradies Business Show. Great to have you with us, listeners. We've got another cracking episode today. But before we get into that, if you haven't done this already, give yourself a slap around the head and then go to tradiesbusinessshow.com. Don't slap yourself too hard because you need to be able to see the screen to put your name in there. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and download your copy, your very own copy of the Get Off the Tools Guide. It's free, as in it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, it's nine steps to getting you off the tools and into true business ownership, which today's guest is well on the way to doing after just a couple of years in business. So today we're talking to Mike Piercy from Cornerstone Landscapes in uh, good old Sydney town. Um, Mike, he tells us this in, in the interview, but... Uh, Mike has listened to every single episode of the Tradies Business Show. Now, we didn't know that before we got him on. Otherwise, we definitely would have got him on. A lot sooner. Maybe we should, you know, because I think, well, you know, he has followed some of our advice. It's pretty obvious. (laughs) Clearly. Yeah. Uh, We should have profit shared or something. Yes. We didn't hit him up. Yeah. Come um, on. we we, Actually, we own part of your business, Mike. (laughs) We gave you all this free coaching advice. Well, I wonder if he's making any profits. We don't want any, we don't want to share of any losses. Anyway, so Mike has built a oh, no pun intended a landscaping business from scratch. Uh, great guy, very focused on I guess the new way of of doing business as a tradie, and uh, there seem there's kind of this new wave of uh, tradie business owners, isn't there, Michaela? There is. We were just talking about that. I know another popular guest we had was Jeremy Watson. Mm. Very, very similar in um, focus. Both love systems, so, mm. I mean, of course they're going to succeed because they invest in their systems. Yeah, well, you would say that, wouldn't you? Yes. Uh, so it's really interesting to see this very similar mindset, self-awareness, and prioritising the things that they know will make a difference to the long-term growth of their business. And, you know, he's focused on getting off the tools by the time he's um, 30. So he's putting those steps in place now, a few years, to get to there. So obviously he got to get off the tools guide. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, as well. Yeah. well, he kind of got it because he listened to every episode of the show. So he's had it, you know, every week. <laughs> F- fancy, fancy having us every week. It's been like 60 hours. hundred odd weeks. It's like 60 hours. It could be torture, you know, have we're us like besties. on. Yeah. We're, we're virtual besties. Virtual besties. <laughs> How do you become virtual? Well, I guess that's what social media is for. Anyway, we're prattling now. Uh, so 
if you want to find out more about Mike's business, Cornerstone Landscapes, and if you're in Sydney, I reckon you probably should because this guy's uh, got his um, you-know-what together, uh, go to the internet and type in something. Cornerstonelandscapes.com.au. Nice. We, we did forget to ask him, so we're doing it now. So Cornerstone Landscapes in Sydney. Awesome, and strap yourself in for another real tradie story. Because these are our most popular episodes, our real tradie stories. And Mike, I hope we did you justice, mate. Joining us today at the Tradies Business Show is actually one of our listeners and a Tradies Business Toolkit member. Uh, Welcome to the show, Mike Piercy from Cornerstone Landscapes. G'day, Warwick. G'day, Michaela. G'day, listeners. Good to have you with us, mate. So... For our listeners that don't know you, which is probably all but three of them, uh, mate, tell us. We only have four. Yeah. <laughs> tell us a bit about about Mike, the man, the legend, and Cornerstone Landscapes, and uh, how you got to be chatting to uh, us two beautiful people today, mate. Okay. Um, well, firstly, thanks for having me. I've, I have been a listener since day one. I've I've listened to uh, every one of your podcasts. Minus oh. one that's sitting there ready to go. We like to hear um, that, mate. Brownie points galore for you, buddy. <laughs> I just feel sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Cornerstone Landscapes uh, started nearly two years ago now. Um, I started off as a sole trader after doing my apprenticeship down here in Sydney. Um, and it started because, uh, for a few reasons, I, I wanted the I wanted the challenge Um I wanted a bit of flexibility around my life, um, which probably wasn't what I got in the early days. But um, that's that's a young business. Um, <laughs> and I also, I the challenge was the main thing. But also, I was working for a company that I was desperate to get involved more with, and they didn't quite have the scope to allow me to grow as a tradesman. Um, so I, I figured, you know, I was young. I'll give it a go. Um, I don't have too many financial commitments at this stage, so let's give it a go and see how, how where we end up, basically. Have a crack. I love it, mate. I, I love hearing of people who just go, you know what, I'm going to have a crack. Good Aussie go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think there's there's a few sleepless nights along with that attitude, but um, <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't be happier with, with where I'm sitting today. So. so how long have you been in business now? So nearly two years. Uh, I, I started at the start of the financial year, so as we sort of a, a month away from turning two. Hmm. Um, and yeah. And you're still in business, years. mate. So you've survived perhaps the most uh, risky couple of years of a business's life. And apart from yep, yep. apart Sorry. from listening to the tradies business show, mate, what's What's been, uh, and I will ask you shortly what your what your favourite episode is. But what's been what's been um, some of the secrets uh, to getting this far, mate? And um, perhaps what what's some of your biggest lessons in actually getting this thing up and running? Okay, um, that's a good question. I think uh, uh, secrets. I think um, any any person, any tradesman um, that's a good tradesman when they are about to start a business. Generally, thinks that because they're they're a good tradesman, um, along with that will come a successful business, uh, which is which is not not the case. Um, we work through a process of um, a, a, from a sales a sales procedure through service delivery a seventeen step 
uh, process. And only one of those 17 steps actually involves installing the work or, or implementing what we've quoted on. So um, that would be probably something that I've learned the most, that, that running a business isn't going to work at 7 o'clock in the morning, laying some tiles and then coming home at 3.30. It's, um, hmm. it's the phone calls at Smoko. It's the, it's the late-night emails. It's the, it's the selling when you don't want to be selling and you're exhausted. It's, it's, it's a whole lot of a whole lot that I don't think anybody can really be prepared for, but I think in a way you can be prepared for it with certain structures in place before you start. So what are, what are some of those 17 steps, mate? Because it's, it's uh, something that Michaela and I talk about and I know I work on with my wingman clients is having a sales process. What are mm-hmm. some of your steps in your process without giving away your uh, intellectual property, mate? Okay. Um, um, well, let me. they're sitting right in front of me as I sit here in my office. They're up on the wall. Um, so it's everything from, you know, when, the, when you book a consultation um, with a potential client and then when that consult's completed and then through the quote sent, follow-up call, quote accepted, um, payment schedule sent, applying for the relevant insurances for the job, um, commencing the work, completing the work, um, sending off um, invoices and when to do so. Um, and each one of those stages is is linked to a section in a folder that sits in my office as well. So anybody can be in the office and they can see um, how they can get a client from one stage to the next. Um, anybody can do that really. So that's that's yeah, that's basically what we've got going on here. So you know, I love a good process. It gets me all excited. I know. So how? <laughs> so uh, how have you found implementing that um, has changed the way you operate, the amount of time you spend on the business? Like, what effects has that had on the business? Um, I, in, insane. It's been. It was. It was hugely, hugely therapeutic to go through and just write down everything that's involved in the business. Um, as a business owner. You, you start a business thinking that you're the only one that can do everything. And I think it's until you put everything down onto a piece of paper, uh, it actually shows how disrespectful you are to everyone else and how simple a lot of, a lot of the things that you do are. So in saying that, um, anybody, can, anybody can come in and, and, and get us from the next step in one of, in, in one of our leaps in the sales process or the service delivery process, other than work commit, completing the work, obviously, but everything else is very simple. Um, it's changed. It's changed. Uh, my wife now does a lot of the, a lot of the office stuff um, in her spare time in between looking after our son. So, yeah, it's just freed me up. It's freed my mind up. It's freed my mind up immensely because I just know exactly where each client stands. I don't have to think, oh, Tony Jones is... is I need to send that to Tony Jones. I walk into my office and I know where Tony Jones stands and what I need to do to get him along the way and signed up as a customer. So have you seen that shorten your sales process and increase conversions? Like have you actually seen the changes there? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I think if you give every every customer um, the same the same service, um, then you'll see, you'll see that you won't just be signing the ones that that you went out to quote for when you were full of beans. You'll 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 keep signing the ones when you're exhausted and you're quoting, and they still get the same level of service because they're they're literally receiving um, templated emails uh, that 
sound chirpy, but but really it's just someone sitting in an office clicking a few buttons and it makes them feel good, but it takes us no time. A lot of tradies, I find, get the guilts about that sort of stuff where uh, they're against sales scripts and templated emails and because you see yep. the same stuff going out to all those different clients and it probably feels a little um, unauthentic or whatever the right word is, but... Uh, has that been a, a thing for you, Mike? And if so, how have you dealt with that, mate? Um, I think I think when we have a, for example, a template for our final payment or sending our final invoice, um, and I think you adjust that slightly depending on how the job went and, and sort of where you're at with the customer. But other than that, no, I don't feel any guilt. If you have any repeat service, you probably need to be careful. Um, but as a landscaper, we don't deal with a huge amount of repeat service. And, and and to be honest, these days people are, are so busy, um, they want to get their quote, they don't really care about the airy-fairy stuff. Even though we put some in there, we put it in there once and we don't waste any time doing it more than once. So, so mate, uh, I'm interested to find out a bit about, I guess, some of your big wins in the last couple of years. You know, you're a young business, but you must have had some uh, some fist pump moments where things came together well or you developed a system that really just saved you a lot of time. And can you remember some of those, mate? It's probably been a pretty um, <laughs> pretty light-speed journey over the last two years. Yeah. Um, I, I signed a client recently for a pretty pretty big project, uh, and they were the first client that uh, was essentially a victim to our new process. So I was nervous. <laughs> it, was a job I, it, it, it was a job I didn't want to lose, but I had... I had, you know, I had to give this thing a go. I'd invested so much time in it. I had to give it a go, and I would have preferred to have probably trialed it on a smaller job. But you know, I similar attitude to what we said earlier in the show. I, I wanted to just have a crack, and and it was seamless. They um, uh, for for our projects over a certain size, we actually meet up with the client and run through through the uh, quote rather than sending the email. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we sat down, we had touch base a few times via phone calls and emails and and I, I got a feeling in the room that this wasn't anything to do with the final price obviously to an extent it did but they were so happy with the service that they had received that usually you get the client rushing to to look at the the amount at the bottom of the page but instead these guys were just very interested in in uh the detail that i'd written in the quote and then and then the final number was was fine they actually said can we can we chuck a few more bits and pieces in here so that, I walked out of that consult and uh, I couldn't believe it, and I just I just thought I can use this this model now for hopefully the rest of my life. So that's right. Can uh, can you share the size of the job, mate? Like you said, it was a substantial job, but yeah, that was a, that was a sixty six thousand dollar job. So that's a, for, that's, so a that's, lot of, that's pretty that's pretty big. That's a lot of turf, mate. That's uh, that's a pretty good <laughs> return on the time you would have put in to put in that sales process already. I would imagine. Well, that's right. I mean, they came as a referral from us, um, so we didn't have to spend any money to win them. But I looked at the time I invested in the sales process as our marketing budget for them, and and it's already paid for itself. So, um, yeah, couldn't have been happier. Awesome. Congratulations on that. Well done, mate. Yeah. And mate, it's important to celebrate those wins. I think we we you know we go along this business journey, and whether it's a small one or a big one, we often do stop to think. Hang on, we actually did a really good job, and you know, be proud of ourselves. So it's good that you know you're recognising that and, and making sure you celebrate it. So 
Absolutely. Yeah. So when businesses are starting out, one of their big things is getting customers, getting leads. How did you sort of market yourself and, and deal with that in the first couple of years? Well, um, I was very lucky. I had a family friend that was looking to get some tiling done around their swimming pool, uh, which which tied me up for, for a good month or so. So they gave me a, a great leg up into the industry. Um, and then other than that, uh, we use high pages um, and service seeking. We down here in Sydney, we we have I haven't found the need to implement implement a marketing plan as such. I've got one sitting here ready to go, but the work is just coming in quite easily that we haven't needed to sort of pull the trigger on too much marketing wise. So high pages, word of mouth, service seeking, these sort of internet based apps seem to be getting a lot of young startups through, and and I think I think it's great. I think it's good, mate. Anything that you would do differently in that respect? I mean, you, you did say, like, it hasn't been uh, all tea and roses for the first two years uh, of your business, but anything you would have done differently looking back? Uh, yeah, processes and procedures done as early as possible. Get them done. when If you know you're going to need them eventually, just do them. Um, I was a sole trader for, for a good year and I knew what was going on in the business so I didn't really need to do too much but if you can even get stuff done before you start, um, your time is just sucked up by just the day-to-day running of the business that finding time to work on the business <clears throat> is quite hard. So if you can get in as much in place, especially sales procedure-wise, uh, do that. Um, I couldn't recommend that highly enough. I know I've been banging on a bit about it today but it. It's it's just it's it's the key to business in my opinion. Mm. And you talk about time there, Mike, <clears throat> and actually, uh, I guess struggling to have time to work on the business. This this whole uh, mythical on the business uh, time that we need to spend. How do you go about sure. setting that time aside? I mean, do you have a system for that? Is it just haphazard? You know, you you get to it when you can. What's your approach to that? Um, I've got a system for absolutely everything. Um, so yes, I do. I, I trying. I've got a young son now. He's about to turn one. So for me, spending time with him and my wife is hugely important. So I try and finish work around three thirty, four o'clock. If it, if it runs later, it runs later. And then I come home and I spend a good couple of hours with them, um, doing what we do, going for walks and whatnot. And that's set aside and then when he goes to bed, my wife and I have dinner and then I'm in the office and it's the same every day and that just gives me so much confidence because I know I've got that time set aside. I don't have to worry about, oh, when am I going to get this done? When's this, when, you know, when am I going to shoot off this, this quote to Tony Jones? I know that I'm going to have time to get into the office tonight because it's set aside already and you work your quoting around that and you work any other meetings around that stuff you've already got set aside. Cool. So what are some of the things, I guess, that you're struggling with now? Like what, um, you know, is there a particular area of the business that uh, you, is keeping you up at night now? Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. As Warwick said, it's not all roses. I, um, I particularly loved your podcast with the author of Practical Perfection. Oh, yeah. Um, Kelly Exeter. Yep. And, yeah, and anyone, anyone – uh, Struggling with being a perfectionist should go back and have a listen. I uh, I was doing exactly that. I'll give her a plug there. Yes, or buy a book. She'd probably prefer that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
I was struggling with that big time. I was actually, uh, my apprentice was at TAFE, so I had the headphones in that day, and I was listening to that podcast as I was going through exactly, exactly what what she was saying, and I was, I was, I was exhausting myself and trying to make everything perfect, and it was it's impossible. And um, you can do you can do the best you can do, and um, that's pretty much it. So my issues are, are giving delivering a client that delivering to a client that's an excellent job but not not to the point where it's killing me to do so basically and i've had to work on that it's it's very hard very hard so what i just want to dig a little deeper into that mike because it it is an affliction for a lot of tradespeople, funnily enough where you know you've come to be in business because you've had that trade and you know lots of great um craftsmen out there really that are very very proud of their work and sort of hang their hat on the quality of their workmanship but how do you actually stop being a perfectionist when you kind of are one? I mean, did you just miraculously wake up one day and go, eh, you know what, I'm going to stop being a perfectionist today? Uh, okay. <laughs> How do you do that on a day-to-day <laughs> basis, mate? Well, it's, it's definitely a work in progress. I think I, I was having a problems with, with seeing things in jobs. As a tradesman, you see a lot more than the client does in terms of little deviations in a bit of timber or, or a space in a, between two tiles. And I was never letting the client's compliments come into my mind. And I was only ever concerned when I heard the back door open that they were going to come out and spot that little bit of warp in the timber. And a lot of it was to do with just communicating to myself and saying, these guys are so happy with what you're doing. Um, there's nothing wrong with what you're doing. The, the testimonials that are coming back, uh, are very good. Um, I was just being too hard on myself, really. You need to communicate with you. Well, that's what worked for me. I communicated with myself and I told people around me. I, I, I When I was really struggling with it all, I, I would email my wife some testimonials and, and say, when I'm struggling, read these back to me, um, which is probably not a very tradesman way of dealing with things. I'm probably the new generation of tradesmen, um, but that's what I needed to do to to convince myself that I was good at running this business and I was a good tradesman. But it's a good point, Mike, because we are in the current age. There's, if, if any of our listeners are out there sort of poo-pooing any of this stuff, it's like the market has, has moved. Consumers are living today. They're not living 10 years ago where it was good enough that you did a great job or maybe 15 or 20 years ago. You actually have to be approaching your business a little differently. And... I like what you say about enlisting the support of people outside of yourself as a, a mechanism for catching that perfectionism behaviour or perhaps a reminder, uh, you know, if you start whining about things, it's like uh, rather, <laughs> rather than just smack you in the head, it's get you to read some testimonials that you've received. And it's also having, right. yeah, having that real increased self-awareness as this is what you're doing. I mean, it's great to hear that, yeah, it's not like every other trade, but that's why we do the show is so that, mm. you know, these the mindset and things like systems are so critical that have been left for so long, but in particular mindset and having that self-awareness and doing something about it, not just listening to all the negative talk. That's right. And, and going back to what you said a little bit earlier, Michaela, about celebrating those little wins, I was I was certainly in the habit of finishing a job, getting the feedback from a client, just printed it off, stored it. There was no reason for me to even get the feedback because I wasn't acknowledging it and and I'd just move on to the next job and stress about the next job. But now I'd certainly celebrate those little wins, you know. 
even if it's just a little conversation with someone outside of the business, it's it, it did great things for my mindset. And to be honest, if I didn't implement it, I don't know if I'd still be in business now. So, mm, good pick up, mate. So, Mike, what's next then for Cornerstone Landscapes? I mean, what did you have a vision when you started the business, and and do you still have that? And how's it changed? Yes, I do have a vision. I want to. Uh, uh, well, firstly, short term, I want to keep working on these procedures. I'm a believer that everything in a business could be documented and have a manual on it. Uh, so I'm going to spend the rest of the year doing that and to use the landscaper's term, use that as my foundation for moving forward and, and growing growing with that and having the confidence in my systems that allow me to grow. Um, and then long term, I'm 26 now. My my goal since starting this at 24 was to be off-site by 30. Um, now, that's going to take some work, but it's still my absolute number one goal. Um, and we'll just have to see how I'm going at 30. But I, I feel with these sales procedures and service delivery manuals that, that I can get there pretty easily and with a good team, obviously. We haven't even touched on employees, but, yeah, that's where I, that's what I'm aiming for. Yeah, nice, mate. Hey, uh I've heard there's a thing called a mastermind group uh, spin-off from the show. There's, there's there's some good people in there, mate. Might be able to give you some tips. Yeah. <laughs> Cheeky plug. Shameless plug. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is our show after all. But <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so touching on teams, uh, how, how do you go about, you know, managing those staffing headaches that uh, everyone seems to have? Um, well, we're, we're small. It's only my, an apprentice and myself at this stage. I've been through a number of employees – that weren't right. Um, so I'm keeping it small while I keep the, get these systems in place and then, as I said, I can grow from there. But I think making your workers feel valued is the most important thing. I, With my new apprentice, I, I had a new approach where before we even lifted a shovel, we, we sat down and we talked about what he wanted to get out of this apprenticeship and, and what I could do for him to get him through it. And then we jotted down a list of KPIs that we revisited after a month and we ticked all of them off and he got a little bit of a reward. Uh, and then we did that the following month and now we're, now because we're, he's a bit, he's into his apprenticeship now, we do it every three months just to keep him focused on, on learning and attending TAFE and just to keep him excited about earning some money for me, basically. I, he knows that he earns me more money than he earns more money himself. And uh, you, no business owner should be ashamed of saying that to their employees, but there's got to be a mutual level of respect. I think gone are the days where we treat our employees uh, like crap and you're only going to get money out of them if, if you treat them well. So that's my theory on employees. Yeah, no, it's a good one, mate. Uh, we're all people after all and we just want to be appreciated and uh, understand how we fit into a business. Exactly, exactly. So, Mike... Let's put you on the stage, mate. Uh, hypothetically speaking, if you had a thousand tradies in the room, and uh, you're up on the big stage, mate. Now uh, you've heard every episode, so <laughs> we've got a yeah, big expectation of your thousand tradie question because you would have known it was coming. What's uh, I know. What's your one piece of advice, mate? Um, can I give a few? Or can I give... Yes, a, yes, you can. We'll leave. You can give three. Only because oh, you're a toolkit member. <laughs> Special <laughs> privileges. Um, I think my overall approach is to try and take as much pressure off yourself as you can. 
um, and but doing that is is implementing systems and talking to people around you and communicating clearly with your clients uh, because you want to get as little in your head as possible and as much on paper as possible. And if that frees you up mentally, you can you can do a lot more on the business and you and you're much more relatable to your employees and your clients, basically. So I think I think taking the pressure off, but you need to do a bit of work before you can take the pressure off. You can't just float through a business. You need to implement things to allow you to take your foot off the gas every so often. Cool. Was that three or oh. was that just one, mate? Oh, I don't know. I that, just started That sounded like one mate. really good one. Oh, well, it is, it is an awesome Maybe edit that out. piece of advice, mate. No, we're, we're we going to leave it in it. now that you said that. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a big thing of, of having – and I just want to ask another question around that whole systems thing. They don't have to be complicated, sure. do they, mate? Like, simple is best, yeah? Mate, mate, mate they are so simple. They, and that's what I go back to about offending people that you think you didn't think could do it for you. They are so simple. It's just written on Word. Documents are hyperlinked. It's ridiculous. Mm, cool, mate. Well, look, uh, I know Michaela is a, uh, a procedure and systems uh, addict, and I reluctantly uh, accept that I need to create some occasionally. I still haven't done any, really. But, uh, <laughs> that's why someone I, listens to. to me. That's why I have a business partner. Um, mate, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been awesome to, uh, to hear a bit more about you. I know we see you in the toolkit uh, now and then, and I think I've seen you pop up on the uh, the Wednesday night live sessions uh, <laughs> for Toolkit members. Yeah, um, I think I missed the end of the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's probably a good thing. But uh, <laughs> we're probably cutting into his wife time. Yeah, yeah. Well, eight, <laughs> you know, eight p.m. Right. on Wednesday nights. Uh, that's family time, isn't it, mate? Or are you in the office by then? Office by then. Uh, ah, yeah, so you're looking for opportunities to uh, procrastinate and avoid that bookwork, mate. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Well, look, uh, great to have you on the show, mate. Um, awesome to have you in the Tradies Business Toolkit as well. And um, and always love to hear from people who have been long-time listeners to the show. We really appreciate you following, mate, and, and glad that it's actually contributed positively to, <laughs> to your trade business, Mike. Definitely. Thanks very much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Cool, Thanks. man. Pleasure. Thanks, guys. Go the Blues. <laughs> Leave that in. Leave it in. <laughs> You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.